Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat. And there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I am delighted to say I'm now joined on the phone by Damien, who is one half of Memphis Hippy Sounds. Good day, Damien. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. I'm feeling good. And actually, I just got through working out, man. <laughs> I'm well, out. we tried to do this interview a couple of weeks ago, and you just worked out then. So, is that a thing that you do regularly then? Yes, um, off and on, man. I'm, I go hard for three months, and then it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wait six months to get back on it. <laughs> so we're in the on it phase right now. Alrighty. Uh, right, well, Memphis Hippie Sounds started back in 2017 when you and Cameron met at a club on Beale Street, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Uh, we met at King's Palace Patio, man. So they uh, have an inside and an outside. And a guy named Rudy, they called the mayor of Beale Street before he passed to play trumpet right there. And, uh, we met on the patio, man, with a guy named Sean Apple, who plays in the country as well for a pickup gig. And, uh, you know, you just show up sight unseen. You never know who you're going to play with. And uh ended up jamming with Cam, man. Well, did you know each other before then? No, no. Like, like I said, it was a pickup gig. And so, you know, we didn't even practice together. So you just kind of figure it out as you go. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, that type of gig. So, uh, you know, we met each other, I say, musically first. Like, I'm hearing him play drums, and he's hearing me on harp. And so, you know, really, even before <laughs> we shook hands, we probably uh, had played a whole gig with each other. <laughs> and Cameron is related to Junior Kimbra, isn't he? Oh, yeah, man. He's uh, Junior's grandson. It was... Uh-huh. Uh, at his grandfather's duke joints that he got into the blues, wasn't it? Uh, I know he spent time in uh, the duke uh, some when he was very young. And so I know, you know, it was around in the family. Um, but I also know he listened to, you know, other music as well. But I think it was just around. What was it that got you into the blues or music in general? Uh... The culture, um, like around my house, was kind of centered around music. Um, Saturday mornings, we would clean up. Um, it would be the cleanup time, and mom and dad would open up all the windows, let the sunlight in, and uh, turn on some blues music. In Memphis, there's a radio station, WDIA, um, which is one of the first black radio stations in America. Um, and they pumped the blues out every Saturday, man. And just hearing that blues and hearing those harmonicas really <laughs> turned me on. You know, whatever my parents were playing, you know, I was getting into it. But something about the blues and harmonicas, it kind of just reached out and bit me. <laughs> <laughs> so at that age, were you aware of the musical heritage of Memphis? Not really, but it was... It's like asking a fish, are you aware of water? You're just in it. Yeah, fair point. Because it's like, you know, when I step back and, you know, and other people might say, man, <laughs> you guys are lucky. You can just go to Beale Street and you're right there in the blues. And I'm like, wow, I guess 
I guess I am because every city doesn't have like that hub of music and even, you know, the stacks and the soul era, those guys are still around and bumping into them. And, you know, <laughs> so, you know, every city isn't like that. So it was growing up just in it. You know, I didn't know anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in the information that I've got, your introduction to the blues was going down to Beale Street and seeing the bands play there. So did you get to jam with anybody while you were there? Uh, when I first went to Bill Street, and I mean first, I might have been five, six years old, just young, and uh, my father uh, would walk us down through there every once in a while and, you know, hear the bands and, uh, you know, see things. So I wasn't necessarily a musician then, so it wasn't any jamming when I first went. And later on, after I learned harmonica, then I went to Bill Street. Uh, I started learning harmonica when I was 13 or 14, and I didn't get to Bill Street like really, really down until I was maybe 18 or 19. Just I didn't know if I could play because I taught myself. So I'm like, now I'm going to Bill Street. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can do this. What was it about the harmonica that drew you to that rather than guitar or any other instrument? Well, for me, the harmonica, it was just the voice of it. Like hearing how you could uh, shape the sound and make it sound almost like a voice in that well. Something about how it can cry that sound. Um, it just called to me. I felt like I had to do it, man. I had to play harmonica. And even uh, Stevie Wonder, man, hearing his harmonica between Stevie and like those blues guys, it just <laughs> had me all messed up. Was there anyone in particular that drew you to that instrument? You, you mentioned Stevie Wonder there, but on the blues side of things, were you listening to anyone in particular? Um, when I first started listening to the blues, I didn't know, you know, who the guys were. Um, you know, it was just coming on the radio. It wasn't any real way to look it up. But later on, like Sonny Terry, like that country and that whoop, I love it. Um, Sonny Boy, Williamson too, or Rice Miller him uh, like his playing his expressiveness like that vibrato he got in his voice that little shake <laughs> um you know and uh howling wolf muddy waters um and the harmonica players and those bands and i know uh howling wolf played harmonica and like those right there man that was like it for me like <laughs> <laughs> a little question that's just popped into my mind when you're performing do you have a case with all your harmonicas or do you have a harness I have a case, man, um, you know, one with every key, but I don't have, like, the harness or the, you know, what I wear. Yeah. No, I don't really do it like that. I, I like to be so free, man. I, I might cut a cartwheel. You never know. So I, just, <laughs> so I try to be, like, kind of weightless, man, um, as far as what I'm wearing. Um, plus, I'm from Memphis, so you got to be fresh, man. <laughs> you got to be flat. You mentioned about cartwheels there and you work out. You're not one of these Beale Street flippers, are you? I'm not, man. I don't know how to do backflip, but if I could, I would. <laughs> uh, well, coming a bit more today, when you met up with Cameron back in 2017, your first gig was opening for Eric Gales, wasn't it? Yes, at the New Daisy Theater, man. On Bill Street. You know, Bill Street's a big part of our story, man. Um, and that was a kind of a another sight unseen gig um where i got a call from cam and he was like man i got an opportunity for us to play 
I didn't even know it was for Eric Gales. He's just like, we're opening up from somebody. <laughs> and uh, if you can get down here in 20 minutes, <laughs> we got to get. I'm like, oh, okay. And so I was at my day job at the time, and I'm uh, rushing to get home, grab my stuff, and, you know, get on stage. And we, we're playing. We still never practiced before anything, just kind of always let the music kind of lead us. <laughs> And so I think at that time, we didn't even have a name as a band. It was just, man, let's play. And it ended up being for Eric Gales. And uh, it was cool, man. <laughs> In those days, uh, I'm guessing from what you're saying, that you didn't have a set list as such. You just improvised or did any requests or anything like that. Yeah. That was uh, that was definitely different for me at the time, coming from uh, Bill Street and... When I met Cam, it's kind of when I met Hill Country as well. So I was always in blues, but, you know, I hadn't come across Hill Country. I didn't even know who his grandfather was at the time, but I always was drawn to, like, the deeper sounds, and I think that's kind of what linked us, like, with the music. And uh, so playing like that, just, you know, straight from the hip and from your soul, it was kind of like surfing to me, man. Like, I hope I don't fall <laughs> because <laughs> we have a set list um, and, you know I had just met Cam like I said so we I didn't even know what songs he knew he didn't know what I knew we're just kind of like we're going to play together you know well <laughs> I was going to say that free form improvisational type of thing did that come from your busking days uh, busking definitely helped um, because you know you can get out there and if you plan eight hours you get tired of some of the songs and you start learning how to make them up or, you know, it makes you, uh, it gives you a certain awareness for me um, in my time, like just playing on Bill Street because uh, you watch the crowd and you can watch the people and kind of see what makes them move. But you still do that, don't you? You can be seen on South Main and on Beale Street, can you? Oh, yeah, man. It's, um, it's part of our identity um, and our connection to the street and um, to the people. Um, it helped get us through the uh, quarantine time um, when a lot of the venues shut down. We just went to playing outside in the opening park here in Memphis. And, uh, you know, it just felt good to be back out, you know, in the fresh air. And, you know, it's, it's a part of our identity. How is it over there at the moment? Because I know it sort of ebbs and flows. Things have been open. Um, so now, you know, we, we're kind of dialing some things back. Um with uh, this Omicron variant, but um, a lot of things have started getting close to back to normal, you know. Mm. I have to just say the new normal, but, um, you know, definitely not like it was, you know, it's kind of a, a restructuring in the city. Yeah. You mentioned Beale Street and you play there quite a lot, but there's also some brilliant clubs away from the tourist side of things. Do you have a favourite or one that you could recommend? Yes. Um, we have a, a juke joint called Wild Bill, and um, I enjoy that place. Um, it's still cool, and they they really love the blues and cater to the blues. So if anybody gets to Memphis, Wild Bill is a cool spot. Right. I, I will look out for it next time I'm over. Coming back up to date, though, the album, it's very loose and stripped down. Is that what you were going for when you recorded it? Yeah, and um, when we recorded it, you know, I, I, I can say it wasn't like, you know, we were going for a certain something. We were just like, let's 
just be ourselves as authentic as possible and as free in the moment when we got in there. So um, we kind of just put it down how we would if we were jamming um, at home or in the park or, you know, wherever. Just kind of, you know, just give it to you straight how, how it comes. And it was recorded at Sun Studios, wasn't it? Yeah, man. And, you know, it's a lot of mojo in there and sun. And, uh, you know, it was cool to get in there and follow in the footsteps of some of the greats. Um, well, I was going to say there, that there were some amazing studios in Memphis. Why did you go for Sun? Was it because of the history? Definitely because of the history, man. You know, Memphis is the birthplace of rock and roll and home of the blues and the best studio. A lot of that magic happened, man. Um, Helen Wilson quarters in there. Um, just uh, Ike Turner, just a lot of <laughs> a lot of cats in there. Um, and so it was just cool to, you know, kind of follow in their footsteps and, and, and get in there and get that vibe. So did you use the old authentic equipment and did you record on analog or was it digital? Uh, they do uh, kind of a modern approach to the vintage, which was cool. So they got a lot of the the guitars are in there and amps. So we use some of the amps um, for our tone in there. And uh, and they, they record to tape and to uh, digital as well. So you get a little, a little of that, man. So it was cool um and it's a little blend of both and it's kind of like us so i kind of like that too oh well, we were saying that the recording was very loose and stripped to the bone if you listen to look out for the wolf you can actually hear a can opening at the start of it can't you <laughs> oh yeah you definitely heard a can man that was uh <laughs> some of the bad you <laughs> uh that was recorded was it last year last summer yeah recorded last summer um over one weekend, um, over two days, and I was kind of laid back but fast and furious at the same time. Yeah. You know, just got in there and, and knocked it out, man. So are you concentrating on promoting that, or are you already working on new material? Um, we're definitely concentrating on uh, Welcome to the Land and promoting it. Um, we're always uh, jamming, and whenever we're jamming, you know, kind of new things come up and out. Um, so, you know, we're just being free to the moment in time. If, if some songs or a collection of songs start coming, uh, we won't deny them. <laughs> <laughs> but you're keeping yourself busy because you do have other projects as well, don't you? Oh, yeah, man. Um, definitely soaked in and entrenched into the Memphis music scene. So I always uh, jamming with some of the guys or, uh, you know, playing around town. So definitely keeping busy um, as much as possible, man. Yeah, yeah. So what are the plans for the future then? Touring around America, maybe? Uh, we're definitely uh, considering a tour, um, <laughs> if it would go through. Uh, so we're just kind of watching the news and, uh, you know, taking it slow, um, not trying to be too anxious yeah. <laughs> to set ourselves up for any disappointment. Um, so just taking it slow, man, right now. Thank you for taking the time out to do this. I'm glad we got there in the end. Hopefully, we'll see you over here in the UK sometime. Hopefully so, man. Well, I'll let you go because I know you are performing tonight, so you've got preparations to do with everything. So thank you once again, Damien, and all the best for the future. All right, man. Appreciate the shout. 
And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there. And there will be more as we record more for the show. And we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So, plenty more to come. And of course, if you want to hear the whole show, there is always Listen Again. I'll see you next time. Take care.